The poorest among us pay more than they can afford for their power bills. Economists call it an affordability gap. For example, in 2015, low-income Coloradans as a whole were charged $270 million above what's considered sustainable. That's according to a long-term study looking at local power bills and income data. That means energy bills force hard decisions in other areas. Inside Energy's Dan Boyce says the most desperate time can be in the spring, when power bills from the winter start piling up. Take someone like Leanne Shelberg. A broken back and a recurring battle with skin cancer ended her career as an interior designer. She's unable to work. When I was first trying to set up an interview with her, she was in trouble. This is going to be fun. We're going to literally be sitting in the dark. She had some stacked up power bills from the previous two months, owing close to $500. It's never that high. Her budget is fixed and razor thin. You can look around her modular home and see all the little things she and her daughter do to save electricity. She keeps most of her lights off and her appliances unplugged. And I keep the microwave on because that's my clock. It wasn't enough. She used more power than she planned for, and she couldn't pay the bill. Roger Colton is an economist in Massachusetts. He's been studying situations like Leanne's for decades. Probably 30-some years now. He brings up the figure 6 It's often held up as a baseline for the sustainable amount of income to be spending on utilities. Any spending over that he calls the affordability gap. He projects that gap nationwide was $40 billion last year alone. That dollar amount, basically, that low-income households cannot afford to pay. Cannot afford to pay but still need to find a way to do so. Within a radius of a quarter mile here, there are hundreds of low-income households. I'm looking out Skip Arnold's second-floor office window in Denver. He's the executive director at nonprofit Energy Outreach Colorado. Seniors, working families, disabled people. Organizations like his spend millions at the state level to help the poor pay energy bills. Utilities also often have their own programs for assistance, And then the federal government gives by far the most. In 2015, the Fed spent close to $3.5 billion nationwide, most of that going to home heating costs. But again, if the annual affordability gap is closer to $40 billion... It would be impractical or impossible to raise enough money. The nonpartisan Congressional Research Service predicts only about a fifth of the people who qualify for the federal assistance receive it. So Arnold says those at the bottom continue to spend between 25 or 30 percent of their income or more just to pay utilities. The chunk of 30 percent of their total income leaves precious little for anything else. Sacrifices come from elsewhere. They skip meals. Maybe skip going to the doctor or stop taking medications. I had to pick two bills that I wasn't going to pay that month. Leanne Shelberg was desperate, still looking at that nearly $500 bill. Energy Outreach Colorado only provides assistance once a year, and she went to them last summer. In mid-March, she went to her utilities office, her service about to be shut off. She sat down with an employee. Her name is Kimberly. She was an amazing woman. Shelberg says Kimberly gave her $100 out of her own pocket to reopen her account. And I sat there and cried because she knew I didn't have all the money. The utility has switched her to a new program where she prepays for electricity as she tries to slowly take care of those old bills. 
It's working for now, but it's a hard reality she's faced with every day. Utility bills aren't the ones you skip. You, you can't live without them. That is, if you care about living with a roof over your head. A study from the University of Colorado finds for households with children in the state, not being able to pay utility bills is the second leading cause of homelessness, right behind domestic violence. For Inside Energy, I'm Dan Boyce.